Welcome to Mouth Stuff with Nick and Nick. I'm Nick. And I'm also Nick. It's been a little while, right? It has been, yeah. It's from our, uh, yeah. We recorded, we recorded last week's episode a couple days early, so it's been like nine days since we've done this. I know. Uh, yeah, I missed you every one of those days. Oh, that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> so how how's your week been? Some interesting stuff happening or not? <laughs> Honestly, though, um, I had the weirdest dream last night. Oh, go on. I don't know. It's... Um, it was just so weird and it actually was like one of the most stressful dreams i've ever had which is why it's very notable for me um but i of course you know right when you wake up you remember more of it so i'm the details a little hazy but uh for some reason um due to a cast member not being able to to perform i i it was up to me to perform on snl uh that was like that was already there at the studio for some reason um and so, of course, you know, I'm freaking out because I've never been on TV before or acted before. Um, so I'm freaking out, which, you know, was the stress part of it. I'm um, trying to, like, memorize lines for, like, I remember there was, like, four skits I was in. Um, it was, like, weirdly specific. Um, I think I did one. Uh, the first one was fine. I forget what it was, but it was, like, something. Um, I just can't remember it. Uh, but anyway, it was so stressful. And for some reason... I was responsible for like costume and stuff. So like I was trying to change, but then I couldn't get to the stage in time. So like someone else had to fill in for me, I guess it was Pete Davidson or something. Um, and so I got yelled at for that. Uh, and I was like, it's not my fault. Uh, anyway, so I think that's like when I woke up, but uh, I was only asleep for like three hours. I, I do remember like I woke up, I was like, holy crap, like I'm so stressed out. I like to the point where like I did not want to fall back asleep because I was nervous. Like I would need to do the next skit. Uh, and so anyway, so that's just to say it was a weird, weird night. Um, so that, that was the highlight of my week. I think Wait. that if I were a trained professional, I'd be able to read a little into that dream of yours. Uh, oh, yeah? But since I'm not, I'm just going to say that you probably just want to watch some Saturday Night Live. That must be it. That must be it. We'll say that. So we have another one of these Would You Rathers. Uh, we said we were going to do these Ooh, periodically, and right. last week we didn't get around to it because we were doing some venting and ranting. Yeah. We had a vent, yep, very therapeutic. So, would you rather be an average person in the present, so I guess us, uh, <laughs> or a king during medieval times? The time, the time period, not at the restaurant, the uh, medieval times <laughs> that we didn't get to Which? go to. Because still need to go to, yeah. We had planned to, and then COVID hit. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, yeah, I would love to be average and go there and hopefully hit both of those. Um, no, it's good. I, I feel like if I were average now, it would be a step up. Um, <laughs> so that's a plus. However, being king would also be very interesting. Um, I just don't think, I don't know, whenever I get asked these and it's always going back in time, I just don't think I could give up certain luxuries that I take for granted um, nowadays. Um, I don't know, I, I'd say, I always have to say, like, I'm, in, I'm enjoying life right now, um, being uh, below average, and uh, I think I would rather be average in today's time. Um, 
I don't know. It seems like a lot of responsibility if I were to be paying um, and responsible for I don't know, um, an entire country, um, even though it would be vastly wealthy. I think it comes, with, I don't know. I think being that wealthy, that powerful, comes with a host of issues that um, I just don't want to deal with. So that's my answer. I'd rather be average. So yeah. How about you? I am so glad that we get to differ on this one. Very uh, if I have the chance to be a king in medieval times, I'm going to do it. Um, being okay. very wealthy and powerful and all of that sounds like a whole lot of fun. Uh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. I refuse to believe that having that much power back then would be worse than having a cell phone and mm-hmm. Netflix. Uh, so I feel like I'd still find ways to be entertained, have the greatest jesters and whatnot. Mm. Um, but really, I just don't think I could turn down that opportunity to be powerful. I'd like to think that I'd be a good king uh, and a merciful lord. Um, so that's good for everybody. Uh, but you just get like constant food and like attention and everybody trying to please you. Uh, the downside uh, is that you get a small cut and you die from an infection. Uh, so, you know, that's there's true. a trade-off. What about like the plague? Are you, aren't you worried about that? Um, I mean, yeah, but I mean, we kind of have our own version, so. Okay, truly, <laughs> really, I guess. Would you, what, what would be your response to the bubonic plague? <laughs> would it be better than uh, the current administration's response? Uh, I would certainly institute a kingdom-wide mask order uh, pretty early on. Uh, and I would probably pay people to stay home uh, so that way they don't have to go out and spread. You know, the farmers don't need to farm and the cobblers don't need to cobble. <laughs> Actually, those, the farmers would still need to farm. That was a terrible... What do you need? <laughs> I don't think you'd be a good king. <laughs> Farmer was just the literally the first job I could think of that would be around back then. The farmers, the farmers would still farm. The cobblers would not cobble. The blacksmiths would not smith. Um they would stay home to prevent the spread of this mm. plague. All right, so that's- You have not convinced me that you would be a good and merciful Lord. Uh, that's our Lucky would that. you rather for the week. We have a very special episode. What makes it so special? We have an office themed episode because the office left Netflix, but don't worry if you wanna watch it, it's on Peacock and you can get a free trial of Peacock, which I did so that I could oh, rewatch okay. some episodes. So I did get that free trial, seven days. It's got five days. days left. <laughs> Is that enough time to watch the entire nine seasons of The Office? I mean, I watched 18 episodes in these two days. So maybe if I okay. push myself a little bit. Yeah, if you really um, your time. But I do have to start doing like work and stuff. So, <laughs> so we've yeah. got a whole bunch of cool office topics that we're talking about and then we've got some office themed trivia so before we get started um we've briefly discussed this but you you have seen the office yes i have seen the office (laughs) um thanks for clarifying that no um so this was a show like i as with many shows i've seen i tend to always like watch watch it when i first airs um especially like these older shows um so yeah this aired back what was it 2005 
And so like, I remember watching it um, for the first time live. Um, and uh, yeah, but then I like, I never really finished it after a point. And then, and then it was something I got back into, you know, when definitely when it gained more popularity. And I feel like I've, um, I didn't have like a love-hate relationship with this show. Uh, you know, it's definitely something like I would still watch. Um, I guess over time, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I think just how popular it got and how much of a personality trait people think it is to like The Office. I just kind of got annoyed by it. Um, and then, then of course, when we look at um, earlier seasons now, it tends to not age well, um, but you can say that about any show. Um, but I think I think overall it's it's one I still enjoy. Of course, when I um, mentioned earlier, you know, is a show that kind of got me, um, you know, through uh, the pandemic um, so far. Um, but that's to say, yes, I have seen it. I first experienced The Office in high school. Um, I was late to the game. Uh, actually, it was um, this girl I liked uh, mentioned it to me. I won't say the name, uh, but I doubt she listens. Uh, and I was one of those sad people in high school that like, if I liked someone, I tried to like, like everything that they liked to be like, Oh, you can see that we have things in common and you'll like me. Uh, and yeah, that never worked. Like that. Um, the same reason I was big into fallout boy in middle school. Cause mm. I saw somebody wear a fallout boy shirt. And so I was That's like, why. I, I need to learn all about fallout boy. Um, I was wondering about that. So a girl I liked in high school had, offhand mentioned the show and at that point it was I was probably season five or six that it was on tv so I just started watching it whatever season that was and I had no experience with the previous seasons until I was able to uh, watch it on Netflix so I basically discovered The Office twice I discovered it when I started watching it on live television uh, and then rediscovered those first few seasons that I hadn't seen before um, but I just really liked how I could jump in midway through the series, uh, and I still became invested in the characters. I mean, I think by the time I started watching it, Jim and Pam were already a couple. So I missed, really? I missed that like famous storyline of like Jim chasing well, after Pam. Uh, but I immediately was, you know, still liked, uh, the characters still thought it was really funny. There wasn't a whole lot that I was missing by not seeing those previous uh, seasons. But then when I got to go back and rewatch them, it really added uh, to it. Uh, so yeah, I kind of discovered it twice. It would be a safe estimate to say I've seen the entire series four times. Uh, it's probably been more like five or six. Um, I guess, yeah, if you add everything. Definitely. And I haven't seen it in a while. And so rewatching these few episodes that I watched I'm like falling in love with it again. It's one of my all-time favorites. So to move on to some of our uh, specific topics that we're discussing, throwing the first one out there, um, the most important one really, what is your favorite episode? This sounds like our, this is like a callback to our first podcast. So what is your favorite? Uh, so you could, favorite episode of The Office or if you want to be so bold as to say you think it's the best episode, um, because I do think that those might be two answers in my opinion, which I still have not figured out. Um, but what do you think is your favorite episode or episodes? Because right. in my opinion, it's hard to pick just one. Oh, well, exactly. Uh, I, was, I was just about to say that. I feel like it, for me, maybe it's just the number 
just the sheer number of episodes there are. It's hard for me to pick like a singular episode that I feel is the best in the entire series. Um, but I think I was able to narrow it down a bit. I think maybe I'll talk through, I think I have an idea of what my favorite would be. I, I probably won't go as far as to say that it's the best episode. Um, just because it, it has been a while since I watched it all the way through. I think I need to do that before I need to make such a bold claim. Um, but you've definitely seen it more than me, so maybe um, maybe you'll you'll get into that. But for me, I feel like, and this might correlate heavily with IMDb ratings and those that. So a lot of ones I have here are probably the higher on the higher rating uh, scale when it comes to the uh, ratings on IMDb. Um, that was not intentional, um, but maybe you'll see. Uh, so first, I go through my 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 top five um and this one maybe will be obvious i feel like a lot of people don't like this episode but i like it um but first no in no particular order uh, i'll say that the, the dinner party is in one of my top five um i just think it's a hilarious episode and you just get to peek into the world of the uh, of michael and jan's relationship and just how <laughs> how how uh, terrible it is and how they're just not <laughs> not, not meant for each other and i don't know uh, I don't want to get into the whole episode, but um, just a ton of funny, uh, funny moments, um, and just so uncomfortable. Uh, I think, it, 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 I think there are many moments in the office that are meant to evoke that emotion. Uh, yes, you know, just yes. through Michael, through Michael Scott. But I think this is one of the ones that are just very emotional, very, uh, uh, you know, uncomfortable and uh, really bring that out. I feel like it's something that's very relatable. It's like, oh, I could like there are times where I'm like in this situation or uh, I think for most people, it's like any type of like dinner party like that, once that intimate uh, can be very, very uncomfortable. I think that just uh, speaks to a lot of people and, uh, you know, elicits that type of uh, emotion. I think, uh, I think, I just think it was, it was very well done. I think people either love this episode or they hate this episode. Right. Um, a lot of people talk about, you know, the office being kind of like cringe comedy uh, and this episode is the epitome of that. Everybody loves being at someone else's house when they get in an argument with their significant other. Uh, and this episode took us on a 30 minute, uh, basically spat of two people in their home and we got, we got to be sitting in on it. Um, I've read that this is like the only episode of the series that like didn't have rewrites or anything like they wrote this episode and like they like I guess loved everything that they put in it that's amazing um it's frequently referenced uh as like one of the best episodes and I think it's just because of that sheer uncomfortable humor of it right. and this is one of the ones I rewatched, and there's definitely a lot of funny moments in it yeah no just anecdotally uh you know I heard I kind of heard how um, divisive it was. And so it surprised me when I did see the rating on IMDb and saw it was like, it was, I forget the exact, like 9.4 or something. It was pretty high. It's 9.5. Uh, I wrote it down. But... 9.5. Nice. Very good. Uh, you did your research. I did not. Um, <laughs> so that's a, that surprised me. Uh, but yeah, well, uh, moving on, if you had nothing else to add. I just, real quick, um, yeah. I think one of the funniest moments in it, and it's so subtle, uh, is when they are giving the tour of the condo and they go up to the bedroom and the camera is like up on the tripod by the bed 
and then Jan just is like oh I thought you were gonna clean up and just like takes the camera down oh. and you just <laughs> it just cuts to like Jim and Pam's face and it's just like <laughs> I feel like I, I could be getting this this wrong in terms of um uh sequencing but I feel like it was an earlier episode where like Michael admits that uh like Jan does record them when oh yeah uh, yeah sex. I feel like those in earlier episodes I think yeah. it's a funny callback to that yeah all right you you may continue now I may continue thank you I have the permission <laughs> to do that um this next one I I think maybe might be surprising I don't know um but it would be the company picnic um oh and I could be getting so I'm not again I'm not gonna go into a lot of detail about these episodes just because I I I didn't rewatch them uh, as I probably should have. Oh, I forgot to mention that it was spoilers if people haven't finished The Office. True. Hopefully, um. they would know that at this point. We go sometimes we go into depth here. Um, sometimes when we do our research, but no, I think this one. I, th- I don't know. I think it was enjoyable. I, I think I tend to enjoy the episodes when they're they're out of the office. Um, you know, uh, I feel like the the office itself, like the environment is a character um but sometimes it's just nice to kind of get away and experience um uh, everyone else and how they interact outside of that building um so it's always fun especially seeing like other branches and seeing other people like this um but this company i always think is uh you know since we only see this one uh small uh regional branch it's not interesting seeing other people play this company and uh, for me, what really makes this a good episode is just when Michael sees Holly again. Um, and of course, at this point, uh, she is, I think she's engaged by, or married at this point. Um, I, I actually forget uh, the details on that one. I don't want to correct you on air, but... Um, oh, feel free. <laughs> uh, I think she's just dating AJ at this point. Is she just dating? Yeah, because... Because well, I feel like that's why... When she, when she comes back later on is the ultimatum that's the ultimatum yep so that's right because he wouldn't right like, didn't mean to uh pull out an oscar actually on you but. <laughs> no that's great that's so um no, that's our theme it's the office theme please do that um all right that makes sense now um but you know just him seeing holly again it's just you know it's emotional of course yeah, yeah. um but i think he I don't know, it was like one of the few times you see michael really being mature um and of course you know he is trying to uh make her um you know, have feelings for him again but i think and he's just trying to find the right moment to say that you know he still loves her but um i think he just doesn't he just doesn't do that you know i think he enjoyed the time they had uh you know they they had that day um i forget the exact quote yet but i thought it was really good at the end of the episode um but you know he's still optimistic for the future uh, um i don't know so i thought that was just i think anything with holly i just i like their relationship so I think any episode with her, with him and her, um, are just is fantastic. And of course, um, you see Pam uh, finding out that she's pregnant. Um, so that's also a good scene at the end. Uh, spoiler. And yeah, spoiler. <laughs> um, that's also is that the uh, Slumdunder Millionaire? That's, yes, I yeah. love that. And they give, they give <laughs> away they, that whole yeah. branch is closing. Uh, <laughs> It's so funny. Uh, secret. Like, why are they there? For anyway, yeah. It's a, it's a great. It's a, yeah, I don't know why he would tell Michael to begin with, but I know, like, mm, I have <laughs> so many thoughts on this show, and a lot of people should have been fired a long time ago, and people are giving information that they shouldn't have yet. But doesn't you should know by now? You don't give that information to Michael. 
moving on to number three. So this is top five. Um, I will eventually tell you my, my actual favorite from this list, but this is my thought process. But uh, number three would be The Search. Um, so this another, is- That's another Holly Michael one, right? You might be, yeah, I'm sure you're noticing a, a theme here. Um, yes, so it's another Holly Michael one. Uh, so this is when she does come back uh, to the Scranton branch. Um, and I think this one was after the ultimatum, I think. Yes. Uh, but before, you know, it's like this thing where Holly isn't ready yet. You know, she doesn't want to date another coworker, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, but Michael is, you know, still really into Holly, obviously. Um, so uh michael and uh, jim go on a sales call um but turns out that uh you know cc is uh, lock, uh locked in a car so jim quickly leaves michael stranded in a gas station bathroom which is just really funny and and then you kind of just follow michael trying to find his way um back to the office um but then you have holly uh aaron uh and dwight i believe trying to f um find michael and you know, then eventually gets to the point where we're just like, oh, let's see what see what Holly does. Let's just follow Holly and like just go through her thought process and what she wants to do and go. Because uh, eventually, you just because you know Holly and Michael are just very similar, and it's just uh, you know what would Michael do kind of situation. Eventually, they do. Um, you know, they they find each other up on the same uh, uh, building or the rooftop of the building, and I don't know, just seeing that that, that scene just uh, is, is awesome and. Uh, I think then then they realize that they're perfect for each other. Yeah, that's what I was going to add. It really shows uh, just how good Michael and Holly are together and how perfectly they complement each other because she's able to basically go the exact same places uh, that Michael would have gone, you know. Yeah. Are their egg rolls really that big? Uh, yeah. And so that's one of my favorite parts of that episode again it's just like the background stuff mm -hmm. uh is that creed's picture is up on the wall from like stealing and i'm pretty sure right. pretty sure creed's picture is up there and then there's another photo of creed like in a wig or a beard or something yes. um so just like the humor in that and then also um oh when he uh finds out that jim left him at the gas station he goes in to ask the a uh, guy at the gas station, the cashier, if he could use his phone and he gets his phone and he's like, oh, you don't have any of my contacts in here. <laughs> right. Yeah, just some really good, genuine, funny moments that, yeah. Uh, number four, um, I would say the finale. Um, so I'm not a fan of the later seasons. Um, usually like seven, eight, nine, usually uh, uh, think are you know, kind of inferior to the other seasons but I, I really like this one um probably for an obvious reason um you know Michael obviously um well he didn't leave the show he <laughs> went to move um Steve Crow left the show but um uh you know Michael went to uh went somewhere else with Holly um things she needed to like take care of her parents so um uh anyway um so you actually got to see Michael come back again uh for Dwight and Angel's wedding um I thought that was just a great moment and uh, you know, I, I tear up uh once in a while when I see that um so I just really like that and you just kind of see the show wrap up nicely um now with people getting together um who who uh were right for, who you knew were like right for each other from the very beginning um and I, know, I just thought I like like the wedding. I think it's a very good end to the show. Yeah, I actually watched that episode again today, oh, yeah? or episodes. It's one of the ones where it's like two parts, but on P 
Peacock, it's one episode. It's weird. Um, oh. But it's it's an extended episode, if nothing else. Okay. Um, and even after, again, not rewatching the entire series, only rewatching select episodes, I still watched that last episode and was like, really felt it emotionally. Yeah, right? And I think, like you said, it really sums everything up. And I think that's part of the benefits of having this you know documentary that they're all in because they can have this one that takes place a year later where you catch up and see how everybody has been doing and I think that's the perfect way to wrap everything up and just like you can really feel at the end of the episode that this show is ending not just that like you know the characters uh but literally you can feel the actors playing the characters knowing that this show is ending and just like how close everybody was throughout this process of filming this show and so like at the end when they take the photo and they're like oh we just met people from the office but really it's like the staff of workers and the actual show the office and you can just feel everybody like realizing that this show is ending and what it meant for them personally in real life and you can feel that through their characters it's really emotional yeah 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 that always gets me yeah so that, that, that's up there for me and uh, i guess it's no surprise that this last one for me in my list um is uh garage sale or the garage sale um uh this is when michael actually does propose to, to holly um that's the episode okay yeah that's i forget some of like the the uh the stories going on in this one um but no i just always i just i, don't know, I just really love that the end of the scene you know when um Michael's walking Holly through the office and, you know, everyone's involved. Um, you know, it's like, this is probably Michael's favorite place, his favorite people, I guess his only friends really. <laughs> um, and no, it just, it, it's just, uh, it's just a beautiful moment. Um, and then there's just a huge fire hazard with all the candles, but still very romantic. Uh, I mean, in a paper company, I don't know that was such a great idea. <laughs> Because uh, eventually, yeah, the, the, the sprinklers do turn on. Um, I, know, I just think it's a, it's a great moment. Um, and I guess that's obviously, I guess I'm showing what my, who my favorite couple is, is, is Michael and Holly through this list. Um, that sums it up for me. I don't know if you had anything to say about the, the garage sale. But um, yeah, I had forgotten what episode that actually yeah, happens I, in. I'd look it up. Uh, and just to fill, the only thing I can remember from in terms of B story, that's the episode with. Uh, Dwight and Jim with the magic beans, right? Oh, you know what? Yep, yep. Where uh, Dwight tries to barter his way up to the like nicest thing at the garage sale, and then he ends up with the magic beans. That's right. You're actually confirming why it's on my list because I actually really do like that. And just seeing, <laughs> just seeing what Dwight is trading for everything. Also, um, people. Ryan takes that picture of Phyllis to put on his mom's pesto, and the picture yeah. of Oscar to put on his mom's salsa. <laughs> the salsa, yeah. He's like, Mom, I'm having a pesto party. Yeah, like a pesto. <laughs> um, but yeah, I the proposal is really good when he just has, you know, everybody proposing to Holly and he gets to Ryan and he's like, Oh, that was the one I was nervous about. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, when she said it. Or it was, I think it's like Angela or Pam or something where he'd be like, he said something about like that would have been hot or something like yeah, that. Like it just, <laughs> it's just like, it's really romantic, but at the same time, it's like classic Michael in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's good choices. Um, I would, I would agree that I really uh, also like the relationship of Michael and Holly. And I think mm-hmm. that they are really good together. 
Yes, exactly. Um, to the point where I'm just like, I had to like look up, like, are they like together in real life? Um, to the point where it was just like, wow, they're just like so perfect together. <laughs> That's, and I've always found it hard. Like, I'm not an actor, so um, I've never. I've also strangely Surprising. never. I've never acted on a show that ran nine seasons. Super weird. Yeah. Um, but I've always found it hard to believe that like. Jim and Pam, like, the, or the people who play Jim and Pam can be, like, that in love for, like, nine years, but then, like, not actually be a couple in real life. Like, that just right, blows yeah. my mind that, like, you can act in love with somebody for, like, ten years and then just be, like, friends with them. Like, it's Yeah, it's, like, in high school, I'm in a class with someone, like, for 40 minutes a day and just, like, wow, I'm in, I'm in total love with you after, like, a few weeks. <laughs> And that's not nine years anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. So you uh, picked a top five. I did not pick a top five, uh, but I tried to kind of methodically pick what I thought were the best episodes. Okay. And it was just hard, even though I thought I had a good process and I thought my process would result in me coming up with the clear uh, top episodes. So let me talk you through uh, my plan. I went onto Google. <laughs> Okay. Uh, wow. And Good I start. found I found articles about other people who have ranked episodes of The Office. Mm. Okay. And so I went through five different articles. I pulled all of the episodes that were in the top 15 of each of them because some of them did lists of like top 50. So if you were if this episode was in the top 15 in any of these lists, I wrote it down and I kept track of how many of the lists it was included on. So there were only 3 episodes of the series that were included in all five of the lists that I looked at. And those episodes were season two's The Dundies. Mm, okay. Which having rewatched that, that's the thing. I compiled this list and then I rewatched the top like 18 from my list. Um Another that is uncomfortable one. That it is for me. But also this is a crucial turning point in the series. Oh okay. For Michael. Because season one, Michael's an ass. Like, that's just yeah. the thing. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard that, like, the people at NBC or the people that ran the show said, this show cannot continue if we absolutely hate Michael. Wow. So they had to turn Michael into more of a lovable character. And the Dundies, which is actually the first episode of season two, is where you mm. start to see that. Because, yes... He does very offensive things. Yes, he acts like a jerk. But at the end of the episode, when he's trying to, you know, host the Dundies at this Chili's, uh, he starts getting heckled by these drunk guys at the bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's where Jim and Pam and others start trying to come to his rescue because they really feel bad for him because he's really just trying to put on this show that he loves doing. Yeah. And so you start to get a little bit of that sympathy. Now he's, again, he still did like Mr. Ping in front of all these people, oh. like things like that. That's just like right, yeah, completely unprofessional. Yeah. Um, but they start to feel that sympathy for him and start to see him as more of a person instead of just a boss. Uh, also, he had been routinely giving Pam the longest engagement, Dundee. Uh, and Jim was trying to talk him out of it. And he's saying, oh, no, it's funny. Like, everybody loves it when I do it every year. 
Uh, and then it's revealed that he gives her the nicest sneakers or cleanest sneakers award or something. He changed the Dundee for mm-hmm. her. So it kind of shows that emotional growth a little bit. Um, yeah, good point. And then it's a drunk Pam uh, giving her speech at her when she gets her Dundee, where she says, I feel God in this Chili's tonight. <laughs> and I love drunk Pam. I especially found that funny because it reminded me of a line that we cut out of one of our previous podcasts. <laughs> so, That's so great. Yeah. Um, so that was included on all five of the lists. Another one, uh, I'm going to skip this one because this, I think, is actually my favorite episode. Uh, the Dinner Party was included in all five of those. Uh, so what again, happened? regarded very heavily. Um, and then, so then what I did is after I looked at, because if it was included in all five, then that must be pretty popular amongst people. So then I looked at ones that were four times. Uh, so included in four of the five lists that I looked at of top 10 to 15 episodes of The Office. Uh, Casino Night in season two, mm-hmm. um, which having, about that one too. having rewatched that, uh, that was pretty funny. Um, but again, I didn't think anything really special stood out, but there were definitely some funny moments in it. And then yeah. obviously though, at the end, because uh, I believe that's the season finale of season two. That's where you have um, Jim and Pam kiss for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a big thing for them. But then Jim leaves after that. Yeah. The injury was included in four of the lists. That's the episode where um, Michael steps on his George Foreman grill. Yep. That's a classic. Yeah. And having rewatched that, that is funny how he wants to get sympathy uh, for stepping on the George Foreman. And it's kind of like his explanation of why he has a George Foreman next to his bed. Um, I found the funniest part of that was actually Dwight's B story of Dwight getting the concussion when trying to save uh, Michael. So when he he runs out to his car to try and pick Michael up and he crashes into the pole and he gets the concussion right. and then he acts super nice to Pam and there's one scene where you look over and he's typing on his computer and then they, it cuts to his computer and he's just renaming a file and he's typed his name like you know 60 times into the file <laughs> and just like the interactions of a concussed Dwight uh, I thought were the funniest right. parts of that episode but actually little tangent going on I'm going to go on here now just because you mentioned Dwight being really nice to, to Pam what I really liked about the series is they don't show it that often but there are moments between Dwight and Pam that are very genuine and like you just see that there is actually like really good friendship there and a bond and it's just very interesting to see that um there's very few episodes but you know if you track it it's um it's really nice you know when they're both um you know really down and, I don't know so I uh, the, you mentioned that, and I just that's immediately what I thought of. That's it for shows that showed up four times. So then right. I kind of drew the line at if it showed up at a three out of the five, uh, and that's the episodes I started watching. So other shows that came up three times, the finale, uh, which I'll talk a little bit more about, Threat Level Midnight. Okay, yes. I, I was expecting that to be on your list, yes. <laughs> and that one I enjoy uh, just because you get to see parts of Michael's movie, Threat Level Midnight. Yeah. Uh, you also get to see uh, old members of The Office, uh, Karen with her bachelorette party line. That's right. Uh, Jan is in there. Um, other people who have left, I can't remember right now. And that is it for ones that come up three times, except for another one that I'm going to mention later. 
I'm kind of like all over the place, but I had kind of a method to this. This madness. So then after I did that, I decided I wanted to watch some more episodes. So I took anything that came up in two out of my five lists if it had a high enough IMDb rating. So this is where IMDb ratings came in. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, list like critics choices and then more specifically IMDb ratings. So that leaves um, Beach Games from season three. Um, that one is funny because you've got, um, I mean, my f- favorite part of the episode is Andy floating around in the lake with his sumo suit on. Uh, and he gets yeah. stuck somewhere and like a car drives by and he just says, hello, my name is Andrew Bernard. I was with a group called Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> it's such a great moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then there's also just like uh, the ridiculous competitions that Michael puts in place to see who could take over his job. Like, and you've got uh, Stanley charging Jim in a sumo suit. That's funny. <laughs> So Beach Games had a 9.2 IMDb score. Then at an 8.8, you have uh, Safety Training, uh, which has, you know, Michael standing on top of the rooftop with uh, the famous Dwight, you ignorant slut line. Um, That's true. And that's actually not even my favorite line from that interaction between the two of them. Um, So obviously the whole purpose is Michael feels bad that his safety training, you know, isn't as cool as Daryl's because it's not not dangerous to work in the office. So then he tries to prove that depression is dangerous by pretending to contemplate uh, jumping off the roof. And then, so he's telling this clearly scripted lines back and forth with him and Dwight. Um, And he's just talking about like, did you know every year so-and-so, like this many people uh, die of suicide? and then Dwight is just like, where are you getting this information from? And then he's like, based off of a 2009 survey. And then Dwight's just like, is that the most recent information you have? Like, like it's clearly supposed to be like a, a planned back and forth where my, uh, Dwight is supposed to be agreeing with everything Michael says, but he's still yeah. like kind of questioning it. So it's just, <laughs> I thought that interaction uh, is funny. Yeah, but, and there's a moment where it's like, I mean, the reason you really know besides how they're talking, you know, it's scripted because Dwight didn't get the warehouse people. Yeah. And so they had to like start over. <laughs> yeah. They started over again and it was, <laughs> and there's, it's actually, um, Jim makes a comment to the camera about something. He's like, it was a little sloppy the first time, but they really got it together. The second time I might bring my parents for the matinee tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. And that's got an 8.8 rating on IMDb. I also thought that that one was funny. Oh, no, I skipped one. 8.9 on IMDb, and two people uh, voted for it on the list. That was Business School. Yeah. Um, So we've actually talked about this episode recently. I think it's funny. I really just remember uh, Michael just trying to inspire these kids, even though, uh, or these, I guess it's like Business School, so they're like adults, but trying to inspire these guys uh, when... Ryan has basically beforehand said, like, this guy's a terrible boss. Like, this company's going to go under soon because it's completely irrelevant. Uh, And then he comes in to try and, like, inspire everybody by ripping up this guy's textbook. And then I just love his speech where he, like, throws out the different candy bars where he's like, 
you know, you can make any kind of products like who's he what's it or a whatchamacallit and then he just like chucks it and like nobody wa- nobody wants the candy bar and he's like if you make enough products uh you could have a payday and then he just like hits somebody in the face with a payday <laughs> which i think is a very inaccurate portrayal of uh undergraduates um i'm assuming they're undergraduates or is this like grad business school i don't know but either way free food is free food i would take it <laughs> Yeah, I would jump at that opportunity. That's a good point. And then um, there's another part where they're like asking him, they're like, um, aren't you concerned selling paper of like everything being online? And he's like, no, online is good for checking your emails or things like that. But real business is done on paper. And then he's like, write that down. And then it just cuts to everybody typing it on their computer. Yeah, their laptops, right? Yeah. And then you've got the B story of the bat uh, flying around mm. in the office and then like, you know, Dwight putting the trash bag over Meredith's head. Uh, so that's funny. And then the deposition came up. Uh, that one, I think the dep- deposition is funny uh, just because of the interaction in the actual deposition where Michael says that's what she said and it just completely confuses everybody and they have to have the reporter read back. And right. Is this, remind me, is this between him and Jan? Yes, so the Jan, okay. Jan is suing Dunder Mifflin right. uh, for what she says was like wrongful termination. And that was yeah. another part. They're driving, they're driving up to New York for the deposition and Michael is very clearly like spewing off this rehearsed lines that Jan had given him. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going over the, the lines Jan gave me. And Jan's like looking into the camera like, oh, he's just, I don't know what he's saying. Like, But she's clearly like fed him all of these lines. And then, so yeah, the guy asks Michael, he's like, so you've been directly under her this entire time? And he's like, that's what she said. And then he's like, wait, I'm confused. Miss Levinson told you that? <laughs> and then Jan's just like, no, it's it's just a joke. And the guy's like, are you sure? And then like, can we, can we read this back? And then she reads it back and he's like, well, butchering the timing. <laughs> like, it's... Right, yeah. Like, well, and then my favorite uh, part is when they ask him a question at one point and he just looks and he just says, line. And then the lawyer is like, what did he say? And the guy in charge was like, he said line, like in a play. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just like the funny interactions there and there was actually if i recall in that episode um it it was kind of like a sad sad interaction and realization too but you got this you got to see michael's devotion to the company right um where oh yeah that he was never up like it was never he was never like a serious contender when it came to a, a promotion um and you know you kind of see you know a bit of awkwardness between Wallace and, and everyone, but um, but you see Michael still standing by the company and, and doing what he thinks is right. Um, I yeah, he that. actually he gets totally screwed in that episode. Yeah. Uh, that's the one where Jan submits into evidence his entire diary. Uh, right. So they make copies of every single page of his diary and give out to everybody who's and part of the deposition. Thoroughly. And then there's also uh, David Wallace admitting on the record that. Um, Michael was never going to get the job so he kind of he gets screwed on both ends and he chooses 
the company over Jan. Uh, and so he stays loyal with the company. Pretty awkward ride home. And that is all of those ones, except for I did skip um, the Niagara episodes. So Jim and Pam's wedding. That one's highly rated as well. Uh, and that's good if you like the emotional journey of the two of them and sure. uh, all of that stuff. But I skipped over some of what I thought were my favorite episodes. And it was interesting because I tried to like, again, go through and find, you know, these ranked episodes and then compare them with their IMDb's. I still think there are just a lot of episodes missing here. Um, you know, none of the fun run episodes or any of that mm. stuff. Uh, I think the problem is there's just so many episodes that are good. So many episodes, yeah. And even in episodes that might not be as funny, there's like famous lines or famous quotes. And I think that it's just like impossible to narrow down. Right. The issue of having like, yeah, a lot of episodes, but some really funny memorable things happening basically in every episode right you could always right. pick something yeah. out that you liked so if i were to have to pick some of my favorite i would put the finale in there as one of my favorite just for what we've talked about the way it summed oh, yeah. everything up in the emotional journey uh along that end i think another great episode uh, is season seven's goodbye michael mm. uh so that is michael's last episode That's emotional uh, yeah, and I think for the same reasons, that emotional journey of Michael leaving the show, but also Steve Carell leaving the show. So it's like everybody is responding through their character to uh, Steve Carell leaving the show. And he definitely is, as you can tell that it's Steve Carell leaving the show because of the emotions he's putting through the character. Um and it just kind of the way it plays out where he's pretending like he's got one more day left, but really he's leaving at the end of that day. Right. Uh, and Jim picks up on it and that interaction they have in his office uh, where, you know, he's like, I wanted to take you out to lunch tomorrow for your last day. And he's like, oh, okay. you know, like he's kind of being wishy-washy. And Jim's like, you're not coming back tomorrow, right? Like you're leaving today. And then they have that emotional interaction where, uh, Michael is trying to tell him how much he meant to him and he's like we'll just we'll talk about it tomorrow at lunch and it was just it's very emotional and then you have Pam chasing him down at the airport uh, because she missed him yeah that's the one I re remember the most yeah and I think that's up there with the series finale because in a lot of ways like that version of the office ended that day like the office is completely different after Michael oh yeah and so it really is kind of like part one of the finale. Like they go on for two more seasons after that, but it's, it's a different show. And so I think that it's kind of like acknowledging that in that episode. And then uh, my favorite episode in terms of just one that I think is just hilarious uh, that I'm surprised hasn't been mentioned yet uh, is stress relief. Okay. I don't remember that off the top of my head what this is i don't so, know the names of episodes either that well it perfectly begins uh with dwight's fire safety training where he oh, starts one. where he starts a small fire uh and everybody panics and uh he has locked all the doors and you know just chaos ensues stanley has a heart attack um and then they get sent up to corporate to explain themselves 
uh, and they're yelling at Dwight and Michael, because obviously this happens under Michael. And in the middle of them yelling, Michael just gets up and like goes to the window to like look out the window. And then all of a sudden he just like tries to sit on David Wallace's side of the table and yell at Dwight and like try and not take any of the responsibility for it. Yeah, but also just like play it off like, you know. Yeah. So then uh, Stanley has his heart attack and they come back and try and be a less stressful environment. Uh, But they teach that, or they have that CPR class um, and they're just completely uh, destroy that CPR class and that poor woman that's yeah break out into song and then Dwight yeah does, uh, they're like um, white stuff. Michael is trying to or first Kevin is trying to do the compressions and he's like I can't keep doing this any longer and the woman's like you've been doing this for twenty seconds and <sighs> Kevin's just like no just call it <laughs> get it because he's overweight and. So then Michael starts and she's like, you're going way too fast. Uh, you got to pump to uh, staying alive. And he's like, oh, I love that song. And then he starts singing a different song. Totally different song, yeah. <laughs> and it's like a really slow, like, and then once they finally get the song going, then Andy starts breaking out in a song and then it's just like a dance party. I mean, yeah, Kelly starts dancing. Yeah, yeah. I, I did see part of that today, actually. So that was on TV. I thought I should give it a, give it a watch. And then... Uh, yeah, uh, Dwight cuts the face off like Silence of the Lambs and then it just cuts to them up at corporate again <laughs> and right. it's just like Dwight, like I wanted to see if it was realistic and it turns out it's very realistic um, and then it's uh, David Wallace is like that That dummy costs uh, $3,500 and Michael's like $5,300 for a dummy just like another stupid Michael moment that I right. think is funny yeah. But then it leads into the roast in the second part of the episode. Um, And so it's just funny to see how Michael's super excited for this roast until people actually start roasting him. And then he gets all upset. Uh, And then he comes back at the end of the episode and he roasts them. So I just, that's always been one of my favorite episodes, mostly just from the first half, because I think that all the stuff that happens in the first half is really funny. Uh, But then to get that roast stuff at the end, I also think is really good. Yeah, and I didn't realize just how much happened in that episode. I always, always forget they're part of the same episode. Yeah, I think it's technically two episodes, but again, oh, the, office, the Office does a lot of that, like, part one and part two episode mm. stuff. So I don't so, know if that counts as a single episode for your list. Well, you know what? <laughs> I don't care. Wow, that was, um, that was interesting. That was an interesting way to do it. Um, I just did mine based off of pure emotion. But, um... Yeah, I kind of went with there's like, I don't know. If I were to actually sit down and rewatch every single episode again, I think that's the only way that I would be able to truly make my own list of like top five or top 10. Yeah. And who has time for that anymore? Yeah. Because I looked through all these lists and again, I was like thinking of episodes that weren't on this list. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the ones you mentioned weren't even in this list. And those are great episodes as well. Very good. Thank so you. It's, it's just like tough to come up with uh, all of these different episodes from this massive amount right. of quality television. Luckily, uh, our next topic, there is not as many options, but still a great amount of op- options. Uh, we're talking favorite characters. Favorite character now. Yeah. Um, I feel like 
don't know. It depends. Hey, some like really minor characters could also be really good. I don't know. I feel like there's still a lot to choose from. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not going to say like Madge. Was that? Oh, I think that was her name. That? The lady from the that office? Was... Or yeah, from no, the she... warehouse? They're all from the office. She was my, <laughs> yeah. No, she was my top. Wow. Um, I feel like this might lead into our other discussion. So I'm just going to say it. I've always actually kind of been partial to Jim and I know you have very different feelings on Jim so I'll hold those for later uh, I was gonna say we could just jump into talking about him now if you wanted sure. we can save we'll, we'll save it you clearly want to well, save go it through your, you go through why you think he's such a great character and great person I just like him I mean there's not really sure. much to it other no he than has that. his moments on the show like yeah he's funny on the show and um you know, you always get the, you know, Jim looks at the camera kind of, you know, uh, I guess it becomes a staple of that show and it has some good moments. But I mean, I kind of like, I threw that out there, but I'm kind of also ignoring it because I feel like nobody wants to hear like Jim being somebody's favorite character or something. So <laughs> kind of obvious. I, I then went on to two other people uh, and one of them throughout the entire series the other one uh only in parts of the series because i don't like the direction that they took the character in that's interesting okay uh, and so the first one is creed okay <laughs> I, I started to think about that because i was starting to think of others and he's up there for me too yeah um so re-watching all of these uh key episodes that people have pulled out uh, i found that almost every single one of these key episodes there's a creed moment and mm. I feel like there's a correlation between like great episodes and Creed showing up and doing something in it. Like some the casino night, uh, Creed is like stealing people's chips, and then he ends up being the winner of the highest chip count and gets the free refrigerator. Uh, and he's just like, "Oh, thanks, I've never had a fridge before." <laughs> and he just like picks it up and he walks out. The beach games episode, uh, Creed catches a fish with his bare hands. Oh, uh, my one of my favorite episodes, the stress relief. Uh, episode when they're doing the CPR um the lady is in the middle of explaining how to do CPR and Creed is just like oh you were in the parking lot earlier that's where I know you (laughs) and he's like okay yeah she's just like has no idea how to respond to that and I don't I can't confirm but I feel like that had to be like an off-the-cuff thing like it just seems so. so random for it to be written in there that would be fantastic if that was the case it's also shortly after uh, when they've already decided that the dummy is dead uh, and Dwight is like, all right, so what do we do now? And they're like, Dwight's like, you look for an organ donor card. And Creed just out of nowhere is like, he doesn't have a wallet. I already checked. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, was the safety training episode. That's also the episode where they're going around the office taking bets on random stuff. And they take a bet that uh, Creed won't notice if they replace his um, apple with a potato and so he just takes a big bite out of a potato and just keeps working Keeps going. Uh, so i feel like and even outside of that he's got other just like really funny moments that like if you go on youtube and watch like top creed moments or something like that like i think he has some of the funniest oh yeah and it should be all 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 the creed moments um are great and just the constant mystery surrounding him throughout like he never you never learn who like he truly is um as a person, um, I think it's great. Oh, I, I forgot my favorite Creed moment. Uh, so it's the episode where the paper accidentally gets released with the watermark on it, and he's in charge of quality control, and he manages to like call 
and get like the number or the contact of somebody who wasn't there that day. And he's like, oh, I showed up to do the quality control and like so-and-so was supposed to do it. And then he ends up getting that person fired. And then he goes around and collects like money for a card. And then you see him just pocket the money and throw the card out. It's just just like a, like a perfect con man grifter type thing, which I feel like really fit his character. Uh, My other character that I liked uh, for part of the series was Andy. I do not like the direction they took Andy uh, towards the end. Good answer. I think they made him a complete asshole at the end. Uh, I don't know if they just decided that they didn't want him and Aaron to work anymore, but I actually really liked them as a couple. Uh, And so I don't really like the direction they took Andy, but I think when he was just kind of like, a lovable fun guy i mean yes at the beginning they immediately showed that he had like anger management issues um but i just kind of don't like where they went with him but i think when he was still like the fun nard dog guy yeah uh i liked so that's what we'll say the nard dog is one of my favorite characters yeah yeah that's that's good that's a good distinction i i hated that and maybe that's why i really find some of those episodes really annoying is him um, I just can't stand him. So I agree with you on that. I disagree that him and Aaron were good together. I actually prefer her and Plop. I didn't really like Plop. I feel like they just tried to redo the Pam and Jim thing, but like I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel for Plop what I felt for no, Jim. I just thought they were cute together. Maybe, maybe it was because Andy was just being such a inconsiderate asshole towards yeah. her um, that just made that easier for me to switch and like, oh yeah, no, they're they're good because Plop was actually being kind and you know considerate no like he's i just felt like he never had any personality um not like really he, i mean he, he was he, just kind of like there he, he liked some sports i mean not the same sports that jim liked but, well that's um, what yeah i feel like they purposely like said it, yeah like he and jim like jim tried to connect with him and it just like didn't work and then i just feel like right. other than like liking die hard i feel like he had no <laughs> personality yeah i guess uh, i mean how he was he was there for like 20 some episodes so maybe there wasn't in the grand scheme of things i guess i mean it's a lot of episodes but i guess in the entire show it's not a lot of time to really develop the character too much yeah i actually um when i was re-watching the finale today i had mentioned uh to reagan when we were watching it uh because they had the panel at the end uh yeah. and he's like nobody recognized me but all my friends call me plop i was thinking in the grand scheme of like that entire documentary that was uh, premiered, he had to only be in like 10 minutes of it. They recorded them for nine years and he was like in the background of like one season of the real life show. So I feel like in the actual documentary, he couldn't have been in that much of it. So in short, Nard Dog is... Yes. That's it for my list. That's it for you. Okay. Well, I actually don't have a list. Uh, for me, there was a clear, clear choice. Um, I will say that once you mentioned it, Creed definitely. Um, but I say more as a you know ancillary character. Um, but I say for me, my favorite character would be Aaron. Um, oh. I thought she was a fantastic addition to the, the cast, um, and I think she worked well. And I, I, I'm really thinking about this as her growth. Um, thinking about her growth over uh, over the, the the course of the show, because um, you know it seemed like people were like pushing her around. You know, uh, I mean, 
a lot of times a lot of jokes were made yeah at her maybe not directly but you know it was just like oh you know she's ignorant to a few things um you know kind of naive and yeah, it was kind of funny um but i think as time grew go uh, went on um you know she found some agency especially i think for me why i like it so much is why i think i like pete so much is that like she recognized that andy isn't good for her and she kind of took control of that situation and um decided to go out with pete uh, i think that was, that was a great development for her character but no i think great story um uh you know uh, with her being adopted and you know I think she had some great moments with a lot of people, especially when uh, she was helping Nellie um, uh, fill out the adoption paperwork. And, uh, and I don't know, I think she was a great character. And then eventually at the end of the finale, uh, you know, when they're having that panel, um, really funny moment when it's like her birth parents. Uh, it takes her so long to get it. Took her so long to get it. And like, Plop was just like, and people were just like, oh, like, oh. Um, so I don't know, that, was a, that was a great moment. Um, yeah, I think, I think she's up there for, um, for me. I think maybe not an obvious choice, but I think you could definitely say that she's one of the most like genuinely good people on that show. Like, I feel like I can't recall like any situation that she did something that was like messed up towards somebody else. Like, I feel like she just seemed like a really good person. She also has one of my favorite lines in the entire series that I quote all the time, and Reagan hates it. What is it? Um, the episode where Andy and michael get on the bus to go to that church uh, retreat to mexico and they decide to get out like and so they make the bus stop so they can get out mm-hmm. uh aaron comes to pick them up and it's just like a stupid line but she pulls over to pick them up and she's like quick get in uh and michael is like why quick and she's like it'll be faster <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's just like a dumb like throwaway line but for some reason yeah. it's just like one of my favorite lines in the entire series i've heard you say that before i, I forgot that was her <laughs> so it's like whenever because... we go to the grocery store like we'll pack up the trunk and then Regan will go put the cart away and then i'll pick her up and every time i'll pull up and i'll be like quick get in and then she's like why and i'm like because it'll mm-hmm. be faster <laughs> like, i enjoy it every time yeah my other favorite line uh, if you're interested uh, is know when uh, Michael gets gum in his hair and they're trying to figure out ways to get it out. And so mm. Dwight covers his whole head in peanut butter uh, and he's saying something about it and he looks at the thing and he's like, oh, there's a lot of calories in this. And Michael is like, well, just don't leave it on too long. <laughs> My favorite lines are some of like the, not necessarily like the best lines, but they just always stuck with me as lines that oh, yeah. were the funniest. Yeah. That, that could be a whole nother discussion. <laughs> I'd have to go back and rewatch more of it. Oh yeah, which I'll do. Fine, twist my arm. Yeah, and I guess also thinking about it, um, so I guess Aaron would be my favorite. So I, I guess I tend to like underrated characters. I think Toby's up there for me just because just the situations surrounding him are funny. Um, not that he himself is particularly hilarious, but just like everyone's reactions towards him are, are funny. Um, I don't know. Near the end, though, like him and Nelly started i don't know like uh, that was like there was something going on and then he got too into i don't know he definitely gets too infatuated with um some of the women because uh, he had this thing for pan for a long time i think that was <laughs> inside that really early on um even during like the roy days um so yeah maybe that's a bit strange uh but i think just the, 
just him being the butt of many jokes, I think, is really funny. I'm and just, he has some some moments too. I'm just thinking when you said that about Pam of like the episode where they're locked in and he yes. like puts accidentally like puts his hand on her knee and then he's like, I'm moving to Costa Rica and he just runs yeah, out yeah, and like, he, hops, he hops the fence and just like keeps running. <laughs> he realizes, yeah, he's like, ooh, and then takes off real quick. And like, yep. <laughs> uh, good stuff. But yeah, so those are my, those, those would be my. So um, do you want to just jump into why you hate Jim? You know, okay. So here's the thing. I okay so on my first watch I didn't really think anything of it I guess I was younger but I don't know like watching uh starting from the beginning and I guess knowing what I know now um I don't know I just never I think he's just kind of problematic and that I don't know he's just not a great guy I I find myself getting annoyed that he jokes jokes around all the time at work and he like focuses his time on that um doing like oh it's like Jim if you'd like put as much energy as you do pranking Dwight, you could probably achieve so much. And like, he doesn't like where he is. He's only there for Pam. Um, but I don't know. I just think he's not a great guy. I'll explain why. Uh, Cause you mentioned the episode, um, you know, the casino night episode where they eventually do kiss for the first time. Pam basically said, no, he did it anyway. Um, and, and she, is engaged and he knows that. And I think it's just very irresponsible of him um, and very selfish, um, especially when, you know, not that he was actively pursuing, but, you know, he, in my mind, he just never uh, accepted that, you know, um, her and Roy were engaged and he didn't care. And he just wanted to, it's another thing to like, say you uh, like to profess your love to someone, but to, to do that. And also like, kiss someone um really without their consent kind of bothers me but then he's like oh by the way but he already knew like he was leaving too like he was taking a position um elsewhere i forget the name of that i always forget about that branch um stanford stanford yeah i was gonna say scranton but that's wrong <laughs> there's another s <laughs> it was um, the separate scranton branch there were two scranton separate, branches. Yeah. <laughs> two. yeah two branches um yeah, no, the, um, I don't know, like, he, he knew he was leaving, and then he's like, oh, let me spring this up on you, Pam, when you're going to get married soon, and, or at some point, um, that really bothered me, um, he also was kind of a dick to, um, Karen, I don't know, like, he, he was, he would, like, kind of lie to her, and I don't know, it's like, no, I'm definitely not still into Pam, but, like, he really was, um, I don't know, he just, it wasn't really good boyfriend material and I don't know just didn't really treat the women with like the respect that they deserved um and eventually like when him and Pam did work out um sure they had their moments but then he was making these huge life decisions without even consulting her when it came to buying a house when it came to um you know being uh you know like a founding partner and athlete um moving to Philadelphia putting down $10,000 into this company, like all these decisions made without consulting um, his wife. Um, and eventually, you know, you do see them coming strained later on. And I just think that could have really been avoided. Um, I don't know. I just think I could go on and on and on, but I think for a lot of reasons, I just don't think him and Pam are, are great together, which is why I prefer that the whole series should have really been Holly and Mike, I don't know, or Aaron and Plop. I want to see more of that. You know, a lot of people blame Pam 
for the strained relationship towards the end there. Especially also, if, if you watch in the finale, all of those questions were to Pam about like, how could you uh, not trust Jim or like, you know, all this stuff about Jim and uh, Jim gave up working in this business, which was his dream, by the way. And I guess he definitely uh, made some wrong moves there, but she like immediately shut it down. Like when he talked to her about it, I, and it's been a while since I've seen those episodes. Sure, yeah, yeah. As far as I remember, her shutting it down was just like she didn't want to change anything about okay. like what was happening in their life. And like you had mentioned, it was clear like Jim had no intentions of staying with Dunder Mifflin. Like this was not his career yeah. that he wanted. He was getting nothing out of this job. Uh, and so the moment he actually found something he was excited about and wanted to do, uh, and Pam just was immediately not having it. So, I mean, probably should have been able to work something else out without him just going off and doing it without her. But, um, you know, it's, I think it's actually a good example of how in a relationship. Um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> there's a lot of back and forth uh, and give and take. And when the, when there's not appropriate giving and taking that you know things can become difficult but i think it was just like a realistic interpretation of a relationship uh and so that's why i had read somewhere that uh, people had said pam is the most selfish person on tv i don't know that i think that she's the most selfish person on tv but i think uh some of the claim some of the blame can be on pam just like i would agree that some of the blame uh is on jim uh, I will differ for you, though, when it comes to not liking how he's spending so much time screwing around and not doing his uh, work, because uh, you clearly have not had one of those jobs where it's just more fun to screw around than to do the work. Uh, and I've just had great jobs where I don't have to rely on that. Sometimes, you know, that's what gets you through it is just screwing around. Uh, and so I guess Um I will I, give you that though. I, I say, and I, I'm sure. Um, I mean, it it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same without those pranks. I get that. I'm just, I guess, I'm just trying to, you know, put the show into like actual real life. And of course, that's not going to work out. But no, I, I will give that to you though. Um, I, mean, I was kind of struggling um, about the you know the talking point where it comes to saying Pam is selfish. But I, I guess I could see that from what you said. Um, but I think that really comes down to just communication. And I, I'm really big when it comes to communication. I think that's really important. And obviously it wasn't being done correctly in that uh, relationship, in that marriage. Because um, sure, you can probably come to some compromise. I, I think eventually they did, but you know, these are decisions like Jim was making without consulting her first. And yeah, she did shut down. And eventually like he did give up on that entirely where it could have probably been better overall in the aggregate for the family if he stayed on. Um, know probably you know, more successful with money um so i feel like they could have still the whole thing could still worked out and shutting it down probably wasn't fair to jim either so i get that um so maybe it's like 75 20 um you know between between the two of them i don't know when it comes to being shitty towards each other um and yeah and also he didn't really like it seemed like he fully supported her art career i don't know he seemed indifferent to it and annoyed that you know Whenever they would talk on the phone, uh, things like that. I don't know, things that 
you know, I think someone um, should appreciate more in a, in a partner. But anyway, so those are my two cents. Well, I think we can all agree um, that Andy and Angela didn't work. Oh, God, no. That Can we... That was ridiculous. Even Andy should have saw that. That was... I mean, I, I did like those moments where it was like, hey, we're playing this wedding at Shroot Farms. And I thought that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, they just did not work out. I kind of get how it happened, but yeah, that, that was a relationship I just did not care for. Even yeah, more so yeah. than Ryan and Kelly. Oh, God. Relationships. Oh, God. I didn't like how that ended where it's just like, oh, by the way, we're going to run off together. Here's the baby. Here's the baby. That, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, we can talk office forever, but... And we, we might. Have, yeah, who knows? We might have an office part two, The Reckoning. <laughs> um, but we are going to do a smooth transition uh, into our trivia this week because it is office-themed because we're having a whole office podcast episode, which also, I don't know if you've seen that um, Pam and Angela have a podcast now, so... Let me check that out. The actresses, not not the fictional characters. <laughs> that would be weird. Um, yeah, so I might have to check that out. Yeah, let me know how it is. Where you could check it out, but I don't. You know, I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> Certainly not this one. All right. Um, I guess. Do you want to go first? I can go first. It seems like you have more questions. Um, but I can go first. Um, let's do it. Let's let's just go for it. Uh. I forget. So I don't know if you have the scoreboard in front of you. Um, I'm, up, you're, I'm up you're three up. to one, I think. Three to one? Doesn't sound right. Um, but uh, I guess I'll trust you. Um, so yeah, so I'll go through these. Um, I did multiple choice. Um, three respond, uh, three answers, possible answers. I did four this time. <laughs> right, we got to come to some agreement here. Um, anyway, I thought we had it figured out, but apparently we did not. Uh, so, number one for my trivia to you. What was the name, or is the name, of the Superior, superior Pizza Eatery in Scranton? Is it A, Pizza by Alfredo, B, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe, or C, Cafe by Alfredo's Pizza? Uh, I've had this question, like, at a trivia somewhere before, yeah. and I can't remember which is the right answer. I love the question, by the way, but it's just like... Thank you. What are my choices again? I mean, hopefully yeah. you can take out one of those. Um, is it A, pizza by Alfredo, B, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe, or C, Cafe by Alfredo's Pizza? Or if we're doing four, Pizza by Alfredo's Cafe. Is it B? Wow. Yes, it is. Oh, I mean, you should take a shot, really. Um, yeah, uh, Pizza by Alfredo is a hot circle of garbage according to um kevin um but yeah alfredo's pizza cafe is the superior that's one the uh the launch that- launch party episode where he holds the pizza guy hostage yep exactly but he incorrectly orders pizza by alfredo all right nicely done uh moving on to number two what is not mentioned as an ingredient in kevin's famous chili of course there could be a lot of ingredients here but this is one that he does not mention in the episode so is it a Diced whole tomatoes, B, toasted ancho chilies, or ancho chilies, C, drained kidney beans. I'm going to say C. You are also correct. 
I was gonna say I'm I'm sure there are beans in it, but he definitely I don't think says beans. Yeah, he he mentions uh, he also mentions um, garlic. I think on here. Um, all right, move on to number three. How many different regional managers were there at the Scranton branch beginning in season one? Of course, there were more before that, but beginning of season one, how many different regional managers? I'm talking about and only unique managers. So we're not talking about how many times it, it switched. So how many people were in the role as regional manager at the Scranton branch? Okay. Oh, sorry. It's multiple choice. I forgot. <laughs> multiple choice. Um, but I could try to clarify a bit. Um, so is it A, 8, B, 10, or C, 12? See, this is, we've had this question before in that office trivia that we played. And I can never figure out like if they count Charles because he's not technically like the manager, but he's I'll like there. Yes. yes. Okay. Because so eventually got... he does, right? He does become like when Michael leaves. But I thought he just like had Jan and Ryan's old job, but he was posted up at Scranton because they didn't have a manager. Well, that was, it's like, if they did that at first, um, where he did kind of take over for Jan's role, then that was when Michael was still there. And I think Michael then went on to do his own paper company. And then that's when Minor kind of took over for regional manager. And of course, you know, you get those episodes where Jim's trying to impress him by saying you play soccer. Um, I think we're going to count that. All right. So I, got, I think the office, um, office Pedia page or whatever counts that. I got Michael. Then we're going to count Charles. Do you count Jim as a co-manager? I will say yes. Well, because I get out too much. There's like 30 seconds where they switched but i think all right yes. so that's three um dwight was it once andy was it once i forgot to make my cross on my tallies <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> michael charles andy dwight jim <laughs> um creed mm-hmm. i said do you count like nelly never officially like had the job and do you count? So this is also unofficial, I'll say. Okay, so I'm going to count Nelly. So anyone then... who kind of, like, could say they were the reason. Well, that's only six. How? I haven't written down. But your options are eight, ten, or twelve. Oh, D'Angelo. Okay, yep. I was hoping you would remember him. Yeah, which, by the way, I love Will Ferrell. Do not like him in the office. Yes, thank you. Um, do you count Robert California? Because he came in... He was hired, he came in, turned around, and then got the CEO job. I'm not going to help you out here. I'm going to count him. But there's then. a few episodes with him as, like... He's the CEO, though. And Andy, CEO. Andy becomes the manager. No, yeah, the, but like, the, very first, the very first episode of the season. Because, like, that was the shock. Because it was like, who's going to be hired as the manager? Who's going to be hired as the manager? And then they're like, Robert California was hired. He walked in, he took one look around, and then he drove down to Florida and convinced Joe to give him his job. Her job. Mm, that's right. I'm at eight right now, then, and I, uh, I honestly don't know if there's any more. I'm just gonna go with eight. Eight. Oh, I'm sorry. It is actually ten, depending ten? on how you define ten? it. I helped you out a lot, so yeah, ten. Um, with how they were defining it, and I just wrote it down because it's been a while since I've seen some of these episodes. Obviously, so we'll say you know Michael Scott, uh, Dwight, uh, Charles Minor, Jim Halpert. Uh, I think he was so first i was gonna say oh would you include like co- co-manager but i think for a time he was for a hot second uh d'angelo vickers creed uh bratton was one 
Uh, Robert California, they counted. And so I just include on my list. That's fine. Andy Bernard. And I am including Nelly as well for Graham. And then Kevin Malone, who won the position for one hour. I forget the exact episode, um, but that did happen. Oh. We're counting him as well. So it's kind of a trick question, too. Wait, how did that get 10? I only counted nine then. Either uh, way, I'm wrong. It's fine. That's 10, though. I think I miscounted on my end. Probably. I think I was probably at nine. Probably. Because well, the only one I missed was Kevin, I guess. Yeah. So either way, you would have been there. between eight and 10. I guess you would have went 10. Just because, yeah. I'll say it's your fault. Anyway, cool. All right, awesome. Two for three. Um, in the pilot, so number four, uh, in the pilot, what is not an object that Jim placed in a jello mold as a prank? Is it A, stapler? B, calculator, or C, world's best boss mug. Oh, I guess the mug. Ooh, so that's incorrect, which was not an object, right? Oh, he did put the mug? Yeah, so it was first a stapler. So that you was try, oh, then it was calculator. You tried to trick me. Yeah, uh, no, so it was a stapler, and then at the end of the episode, he did jello mold the uh, Michael's mug because Michael got a huge kick out of the stapler. Um, but oh. in that episode, the calculator... Andy's calculator, calculator is Andy later. Yeah. Andy later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just assumed you watched everything all the way through. Well, I did know that he did the calculator with Andy, but I just thought maybe he did it with Dwight also. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there were more instances of this gel mode, but no, no. Just, actually, just those three. There's I one. Love the, the, I love the meatballs prank. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where he was trying to make Stanley laugh, and the only thing that could make him laugh was meatballs. And it was just because. So Stanley and Dwight could like eat meatballs. That's such a good play. Like, yeah, keep it as fed. Yeah. That's so good. All right. Last question, number five. In addition to many other guest appearances in the episode titled Search Committee, this billionaire investor made an appearance to throw his hat into the ring and apply for the vacant regional manager position. Is it A, Warren Buffett, B, Phil Ackman, or C, Ray Dalio or Dalio? I don't know who two of those people are. <laughs> Well, they're real people and they're real investors. I feel, like, I feel like I'm not going to be able to guess correctly then because I, I don't think it was Warren Buffett. But based off of your face, I'm going to go with Warren Buffett. What, what did my face do? Um, yeah, Warren Buffett. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, um, I guess I know exactly. What, I, I totally forgot about that too. And I watched it like a few months ago. I'm like, I did not realize that was Warren Buffett when I first watched this. Yeah. All right, very good. Um, was that three out of five? Yeah, not bad. That's respectable. Um, that's usually my average, so that's how this goes. So I've got some office trivia for you now. Oh, I was question, not prepared for this. Question one. I feel like mine is going to be easier than yours. So. I thought mine was pretty easy. Question one. What two Tom Hanks pictures are on the wall of Michael's disability meeting? So pictures from two different Tom Hanks films. Okay. Was it A, Forrest Gump and Big? Was it B, Philadelphia and Toy Story? Was it C, Saving Private Ryan and Splash? Or was it D, Turner and Hooch and Cloud Atlas? I don't think it's the last one, so we'll cross that out. Okay, um, I'll go with A. Forrest Gump and Big? I, I vaguely remember that. I feel like there was a big one, wasn't there? That is correct. Woo! He thought it was Philadelphia uh, because of him saying that uh, AIDS was the disability. And then 
he was uh, corrected that it was, no, it was indeed big. Uh, and he decided to roll with it because he said he grew to an adult overnight. Very rare disorder. <laughs> Question two. What is the name of Kevin's band that sent an audition tape for Pam's wedding? Was it A, The Electric City, B, Scranicity, C, Scrandu Attitude, or D, The Frogs? I'll go with uh, B, was it Scranicity? Scranicity. Yes. Yeah. Good, uh, I would have had trouble coming up with the name. So. Yeah, I really struggled. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like the Scrandu Attitude, though. That's a cool name. I like that. I'll take that for my band. Question three. What was Jim's team name on the beach trip? Remember how they were divided into teams and then they picked names? Was okay. it A, Team Dwight? Was it B, Team The Best? Was it C, Team Team? Or was it D, Team Voldemort? Ooh, I, I really don't remember that. It's been a long time since I've seen that episode. I feel like there was a Team Voldemort, wasn't there? I'm not. <laughs> who was it? Hmm. I forget who was it. I'll just go Team Voldemort. That is correct. Nice. I do like some of the other team names I came up with now. Those are good. I, I was just knowing, I because I, I forget who was on the team, but knowing Jim, I feel like Team Team would have been one. Also, participate in Halloween. Come on. He does towards he? the end. Yeah, but like, he just would never do a costume and multiple. I think there were a few occasions where Pam really wanted him to and she had it picked out. He just would not do it. That's terrible. Anyway, that just reminded me of that. Yeah, that is one area where we differ very much, Jim yeah, and I. Like, have fun. Anyway. All right, question four. Which of the following characters did not share the same first name as the actor who played them? Was it A, Angela, B, Creed, C, Stanley, or D, Oscar? Did not share. Correct. So three of them have the same first name as the actor who portrayed them. Interesting. Uh, ooh, I actually don't know Stanley's real name. At least off the top of my head. Um, I'll go with Oscar D. That is incorrect. Ah. Oscar Martinez was portrayed by Oscar Nunez. Uh, Angela was portrayed by Angela Kinsey. Uh, Creed was portrayed by Creed Bratton. Uh, and Stanley was Leslie David Baker. Uh, you know, I feel like I did look him up one time because I was curious what he was in because I started seeing him in commercials and I just totally forgot about that. Okay, you got me. All right, question five. This is perfect because we mentioned him earlier. Ryan's son is named Drake. Which he said is a combination of what two names? A, Derek and Jake. B, David and Lake. C, Drew and Blake. Or D, Dwight and Rake. Ooh, I should have paid more attention during this episode. Can you repeat the options? A, Derek and Jake. B, David and Lake. C, Drew and Blake. Or D, Dwight and Rake. David and Lake wouldn't really make sense. His name is Drake, unless that's what I should go with. I made this in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Because I was, I was actually starting to lean that way. Um, I don't think it would be D. That would be weird. I'll go Drew and Blake. Damn it. That is correct. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Does that you mean got, I win? Yeah, you got a four out of five. 
that four out of five? Wow, it, it would have been five out of five. So the standings are now three to two. Mm. All right, I'm getting up there. We need to have a third party make the quizzes for us, and then that we can be take the same one. <laughs> that might be more equitable, yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up another superb episode of Mouth Stuff with Nick and Nick. I have been Nick. I will always be Nick. Uh, I set you up for that just because I love that line and we didn't do it last time. Um, I'm not really sure what, like, I don't know what to say to cut off in the middle. Do you have any suggestions? Um, I am not the...